podcast that timed its edible wrong and watched Planet Earth sober. <laughs> no comment. Alternate title. The podcast that randomly found a fucking sesame seed on its desk, but hasn't had anything with a sesame seed in it in over a month, so is very confused. <laughs> sesame seeds. The glitter of food. <laughs> One day that'll be on a shirt. And I'll wear it. <laughs> and it'll have little sesame seed dots all over the front. Of yes! It. And people will be like, wait, did he just like come back from like an intense like burger session or is that just on? Oh, it's on the shirt. I got closer. Deborah, I got closer and it's actually on the shirt. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we were really confused. No, sorry. Sorry to stare at your shirt, sir. We was really confused. We thought like you had like like an all day burger session and like Deborah really wanted to do that while we were on vacation. And I was like, no, trust me, it's just on the shirt. But she was like really sure. So. Anyway, you have a great day. No, you too. All right. Okay, bye. <laughs> what you don't know is that after ending that, Sherrick walked away from the mic. <laughs> I took I took a single step out of frame to get some lotion. <laughs> it just felt like perfect timing, like you were mimicking the whole the whole conversation. <laughs> Oh, All right, man. well, we're here. Early morning shenanigans, and by early morning, I mean it's 11 a.m. for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amelia, how was your week? It has been a lot. It has been a busy week. Um, yeah, it, not not in a terribly bad way, but just mm-hmm. just enough to be a little stressful. Sure. But early in the week, a friend reached out to our group and said, hey, I'm really struggling this week. Does anybody have any free time to just, like, hang out and chat and vent and relax and whatever? Mm-hmm. And we were all luckily free one night, so yeah. we all got together and had a bonfire. Nice. And it was really, it was really nice. And I think... We, a lot of us needed that, so so that was really great. And we talked a lot about mental health and therapy. <laughs> yeah. And and just about, like, being proud of her for, like, reaching out when she needed it. And, you know, a, a lot of the stories came back to, like, I didn't ask for help on this thing, and I probably should have. And so we were like, the theme of tonight is, like, asking for help more. Yeah. So... So that's a reminder to all you out there. It is not shameful or weak to ask for help. It is normal human need. It is a normal human need (laughs) to require assistance or comfort or company or any of those things. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That that was my week. I love that. How about you? So I got my uh, COVID booster. So my arm hurts a little bit, and if you hear me like coughing just off camera or off mic, I guess I'm pretty sure it has a little bit to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's been a bit since I got my last booster because I wasn't really going much of any place, so mm-hmm. it's a bit like you know, yeah. like I shouldn't. But anyway, the thing that I wanted to talk about is the fact that my wife and I went to a unnamed pet store. <laughs> <laughs> this is not an ad. <laughs> this is not an ad, so uh, you know, not gonna do that. And this is not like a, this is also not, not an ad in the sense of like, I'm not trying to rag on unnamed pet store. So we're just going to like not name them because it's not really good or bad. And we saw this toy that was on clearance. And the whole idea was it was like our toughest toy. It has two layers and we don't put any stuffing in it because we know that your dog will probably eventually get through this. You know, like, so what they did is that they have two layers of fabric that are supposed to be like reinforced this and reinforced that, et cetera, et cetera. And then in the center is like just the squeaky toy. And it's like, you know how some, some, uh, some toys will have like, like it, it, it'll be just like a, you know, a squeaker in, in it with yeah. stuffing around it or whatever. Uh-huh. 
the previous toy that our dog blue our lovely dog blue destroyed had it in a bag which mm-hmm. i was like that's really smart mm-hmm. because number one it does give dogs some dogs like the semblance of being able to tear an additional thing apart before they actually get to the squeaker mm-hmm. and number two it helps you keep track of where the squeaker is yeah but this one was like no the the squeaker is the center the core of the toy mm-hmm. and i was like okay that makes sense so we so it was on clearance and it was it's not it's not an attractive looking toy i mean it's a giant bone but like the fabric on it was like 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 just like dookie orange like <laughs> with yeah, like some it was yellow not an on attractive it. toy and i understood why it was on clearance just yeah. from that alone right and this is not a knock against the the company that makes it because i mean honestly the 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 attractiveness of the toy to the dog is can i chew slash play yeah. with this right they do not care if it is like fendi leather or whatever like <laughs> And if your dog does care, yeah. And if your dog does care about, like, oh my god, uh, I, I, it has to be like, uh, I don't know the names of popular fucking brands nowadays, so that's why I went with Fendi. Okay. (laughs) Because I was like, that's a brand that I that I am aware of that the kids care about nowadays. Tm. Anyway, the whole point, (laughs) the youths. The the whole point is, is that like, like. Steph was like kind of eh about the look of the toy, but I was like, she's not going to care and it's on clearance and you want to buy her a toy. So let's just fucking do it. Yeah. And it was like, again, it was like, oh, it's our toughest toy, blah, blah, blah. This bitch <laughs> had that toy ass out in like, <laughs> an, like, a, like a half hour tops. Like, uh-huh. This motherfucking toy was ripped both cores and the squeaker destroyed in a half hour. Yeah. We should and, post the picture that I yeah. received because, yeah, like, it's one thing to be, like, torn through all the fabric or whatever, but then the, like, plastic inside mm-hmm. was just, like, part of the bone was chomped off. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, okay, so, like, I don't mean to make this podcast this much about, like, my dog's like habits of of chewing and such but like she will go at a toy with like fucking precision like you'll see some dogs they just like gnaw on it you know like they use Uh their whole mouth i've seen blue just like fucking set aside her surgical ass teeth and like (laughs) wash her little paws and then she just like does like this like little like like this short chomping and I'm like, that is her scissoring with her teeth. Like her, she's using like her teeth, like scissors, to mm-hmm. cut this open, mm-hmm. rather than just like chew on it. She's like she wants it dead. Like you know, like she's like, <laughs> she's not, she's not crushing it with her jaws in the sense of like you would yeah. ma- imagine a dog like chomping down. She right. knows that her teeth are sharp, and she's just like biting through this fabric like a pair of scissors. Damn. So yesterday we got her and I'm this is mostly for Amelia's benefit and you've seen it before, but like I'm going to grab it. I'm going to grab it. So she particularly likes like this fucking thing and it is the Go Dog Chew Guard Technology plush. It's a giant like it looks like a uh, someone said it's like a Star Trek thing. Uh, I yeah, can't it kind of looks like a tribble. Tribble. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's what mm-hmm. it is. It looks like a tribble. So this mm-hmm. part like right here. Mm-hmm. between the eyes of the triple if you look at this mm-hmm. it's on chewy mm-hmm. i'm not this isn't an ad for chewy but like chewy i, w- I will do a great ad for you if you want just like, oh yeah you know. chewy please pay us to hype you Talking. up because yeah. i have you up for free <laughs> yeah well i shouldn't say that because then you won't pay <laughs> us but <laughs> <laughs> we'll do we'll do a better job of hyping you up yes anyway yes. so last so last time she ripped it open via the go dog patch on the back which i'm like I get it. You want to brand it, but like this is a structural weakness. I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so are the eyes, personally. Yep. yep. So last time she ripped it open by like attacking the patch here. Uh-huh. This time she was. I watched her literally like grabbing at the space right above the eyes with her teeth, and just she had her paws around its face and was pulling repeatedly. Oh, and I was geez. just like, I was like, you were just like. Not interested in anything other than destruction. <laughs> and at a certain level, I can I can I can respect it, but also like, like bitch, please, this thing is not cheap. 
<laughs> better that toy than your stuff. This is true, and and I uh and I and I. I I, I do have like some bitter spray because she did try and test us very early on. She was like, hey, this handle is made out of leather. I was like, nope, absolutely not. Yep. We're not doing that. Yep. And the first thing that we did was we put like shit in front of it to be like, mm -hmm. no. And so she went, but what if I move the stuff? Then I can have it. <laughs> and I was like, get your ass out of here. And the last bit that I will tell you is that yesterday I got, we have like one of these like, like actual, it looks like a, it's like a rubber wheel okay. and you can put like these, these, like these chewy, it's, they're called everlasting treats, which should tell you uh -huh. all the foreshadowing you need. So I, so we got a, an additional one. I put one in it and I hit it. Not very well. This is on me. Mm -hmm. I'm putting my hand up as a, as the, as a dog parent and saying, I didn't do a good job of this. This is my fault. Mm -hmm. I hit it, but not very well. And I walked away. I put it like around where like her toys and stuff and her food and stuff is. And she knows like if I'm walking over there, she's like, oh, I might be getting something. Let's behave now. Mm -hmm. Except for this instance where I, I put the thing like semi hidden under it and she could smell it. So I watched on the camera later because I came downstairs and the wheel was there and the treat was gone. Mm hmm. And I watched her just like put her fucking little tiny snout over the the cabinet and just be like, oh, it's right there. And she just like felt it out with her mouth until she got it and just like yanked it out and then just like trotted away like she had just gotten like the heist of the century. <laughs> so long story short is the treat was not everlasting. It may have been like a half an hour that I was like upstairs while she was downstairs and the treat was gone at that point. So yep. she has she has very quickly figured out how to get it out. So mm -hmm. They're smart. Man. Anyway, yeah, she's she's very smart. I, I lied. There's here's one more small thing. Steph is is convinced that this dog tried to bamboozle her yesterday. <laughs> so it rained yesterday. Uh -huh. And the first time we put uh, the first one of the first times that it rained here and, and blue came back in, we were like, well, we're going to like towel this dog off. Yeah, because we don't want her getting her wet paws and stuff all over the couch and stuff, which she is more comfortable uh, jumping onto, et cetera. Now, so we did that. She seemed to enjoy it. So yesterday, while Steph was home, she went over to the door, acting like she wanted to go outside, uh -huh. and she tends to just like stare at the door and wait. Mm -hmm. So Steph put away the towel. And then Blue went outside, didn't do much of anything, and then came right back to the door like she wanted to come back inside. Mm -hmm. And so she came back inside. Steph went to go towel her off, and Blue tried to steal the towel. <laughs> and Steph was like, did this dog just, like, try and, like, fucking scam me into getting this towel? Because <laughs> she knew she couldn't get it. So she was like, if I do this thing, uh -huh. then mom will give me the towel, and then I can uh -huh. take it. <laughs> Like, you fucking bitch, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I love she fucking it. she fucking pouted heavy last night because she was getting too rambunctious and I like she jumped on the bed, which she knows is a no no now. Mm -hmm. And I like grabbed her uh immediately. Mm -hmm. Uh and I and what I do for those of you who care and are interested is I was taught by our vet and um the adoption counselor. You don't grab under the belly if you can help it because they got ribs and organs mm -hmm. and stuff in there. You grab uh, like behind the leg, the back legs and in front of the front legs and you just kind of scoop that way so that they're generally supported mm -hmm. and you don't carry them obviously for long. So I did that and I set her down and she tried to make a move back for the bed and I like, grabbed her like around the shoulders mm -hmm. and she like went to try and bite me and I was like, no, like really loud in her face. And she stared at me like she like I had just like taken away a steak dinner right in front of her. <laughs> and then she like ran to like her little bedroom area in our bedroom and just laid down and went. <sighs> and I was like, you can pot if you want, bitch. I don't give a shit. She's not getting on the bed. <laughs> oh, Owning a dog it. is fun. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Yeah, we are going to talk about an early Disney Channel original mm -hmm. movie 
Ellie can't strike. But before we get there, it's time for... People on the internet may make you afraid or make you want to blow them up with a grenade. Instead, let's make lemons into lemonade. This is the part of the podcast where I find something for Sherrick to enjoy that takes maybe a bad situation and makes it a little bit better. So here you go. Here I go. Oh, no. <laughs> Split a pizza. <laughs> so this one is uh, a, a an attractive couple talking about the best way to spice up uh, your life together is to add the word date night to the most mundane tasks. And their example is we have to go to Costco tonight or we're having a Costco date night. <laughs> and the guy's like, ooh. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna split a pizza, have some churros, shop some bargains. <laughs> I mean this in the nicest way possible. That's a very white thing to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's cute. It's adorable. Don't get me wrong, but it's also very white. Mm-hmm. The just the split a split a pizza, have a churro, shop some bargains. Like that's mm-hmm. that's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway. That's that's what I have for you today. It was great, and thank you. So, without further ado, let's get into let's get into this film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> film <laughs> that makes it sound way fancier than it is. <laughs> I mean, it is it is technically a film. I know. Okay. So, Alley Cat Strike, Disney Channel original movie, premiered March eighteenth, two thousand. Mm-hmm. 2000! Yep. So we are going back, 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 back. You know, to the Stone Age. Anyway. So, this movie has a cast of people that, like, went on to be bigger names, let's say. So, the biggest name, I would say, is Kaylee Cuoco. Yep. Who did not have the biggest part in this film. No, she did not. But she was a friend of the the main character. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. Let's see. Is this one of her? Yeah, it's an early. It's an early thing for her. But yeah, she would later, of course, become a big name for Big Bang Theory and Eight Simple Rules before that. So, Mm -hmm. but also... So, okay, so let's go back to maybe some more plot. So this movie is about two towns that compete for a stupid-ass trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Called the Mighty Apple. And yes. the time, the amount of times the words Mighty Apple are thrown around. If you had a drinking game about this, you would be pretty fucked. Like <laughs> I, I literally had that thought. I literally said, man, we should make this a drinking game and take, like, some, you know, Sour apple <laughs> liqueur shots. <laughs> Every time they say bum, mighty bum, apple. Bum, 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 bum. Um, like you would have so, been on the floor. I'd have been like, hey Amelia, we're done. <laughs> you yep. can wake up now. No. Yeah, the towns of West Appleton and East Appleton in no name land USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just of any town U any 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 state USA. Yes. Probably Pennsylvania if I had to give a guess. But <laughs> I don't know. It made me think of Wisconsin just because there is Appleton, Wisconsin. There is true. Yeah. But, but there's nothing to to yeah. uh, insinuate that it oh, is no. any state in general. No, no. But yeah, they say they say Appleton a fuck ton. Apparently East Appleton is evil and West Appleton is good according to the way that this story is told. Mm-hmm. Uh East Appleton has apple pies, West Appleton I think has apple cider. I think that's yep. how it is or they just yep. they just generally have great apple products. Like it's literally a sign at one <laughs> yes. point. I don't mean like I don't mean technology apple. I mean like the fruit. <laughs> literally food apples. Yeah, there's a sign at one point that says home of the world's greatest apple pie and I was like that's a bold fucking claim but <laughs> Go for it, I guess. It is a bold claim, but, like, how many towns, places have claims like that? Like, for real. Yeah, I don't know. All right, sorry. Uh, both both Amelia and I got distracted <laughs> at the exact same time. Amelia's taking off uh, 
off a hoodie and she now has a lovely shirt on that says love out loud which i co-sign vehemently and then my wife and i are are trying to get uh food plans together and she she goes i don't know i don't know what we're gonna order oh we'll order this if you answer the door anyways i'm sleeping and i was like okay that was a fast chain of events <laughs> like three texts just right away like okay we can order this i'm like sure if you want uh and then she's like i'll order it if you answer the door i'm asleep here's the picture <laughs> anyway back to the asleep, fucking movie stephanie it's work time nah she's sleeping i'm gonna let her sleep i i, I don't want my fingers bit by the dog or by her <laughs> the dog is probably very upset that she's laying down and is not laying down with her anyway so yeah so the the thing that you need to note about this is that it has the golden boy which i i i say that with all of the malice dripping off my tongue because i hate that fucking phrase right well but i also feel like it's used a lot in a way that's like eye roll gross like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, played by Robert Richard or Richard. I don't. I, he's got an apost- He's got like a an accent apostrophe in his name. So I apologize if I messed it up. Who like? I'm not going to lie. I definitely got confused by another Disney Channel original star named Lee Thompson Young. I got them confused. So I was like, mm-hmm. hold on a second. I thought he was no longer around, but no, Robert is still very much alive. Uh, mm-hmm. Rest in peace to Lee Thompson Young. I hope that he is uh, in a better place. Anyway, Robert is playing this guy who is literally good at almost everything that he does. He, they talk about how he's played basketball, track, tennis, baseball, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And they also uh, focus pretty heavily on this bowling team at this like bowling alley that is sort of not really run down. Like it's in decent enough shape, but like apparently like nobody goes there. Mm-hmm whose dad, the, the dad of Alex, who is the other like main character, if you look at the, the quote-unquote box art, <laughs> the, he's, he's uh, on there as well. And the whole bowling club at the West Appleton Junior High is very, very good. Mm-hmm. And it includes two guys and two uh, gals. That's pretty yes. neat. So Alex, the main character, who's, like you said, his dad owns the bowling alley. Kaylee Coco, who we find out later is his across-the-street neighbor. And their friends Delia and what was the other one? <laughs> I think his name is Ken. Ken? Yeah, I think I that's think? right. They don't really focus. They don't really like. They show okay. So Ken gets a fair amount of screen time. Uh huh. But it's mostly it's like almost like a wise sage kid. Yeah. And they don't really go like, "Hey, Ken, you want to go?" Blah blah right, blah. They don't say he his just name like goes lot. with them like. Yeah. And they don't really like right. say they don't really talk to him a lot. He right. just is like hanging He's out just with there. them. Yeah. So at the beginning, so Alex sort of narrates the movie. And sort of, yeah. A few times, sort of like pauses and like tells you things. Which can we talk about that for just a second? Yes, please. So the pausing, because this is a movie that came out in two thousand is the most, like, VHS family video-ass, like... <laughs> what? The, the action just, like, stops, and you're just like, that was, like, so jarring to watch, you know? Like, <laughs> yes. Because then you're just looking at this, like... And, like, okay, so this is a Disney Channel movie, and, like, yes. Disney Channel... Disney had a lot of money in 2000. Like, they're infinitely more wealthy now, but, like, they still mm. had a pretty decent amount of money. So, like... You you couldn't hire somebody to be like, hey, that section where you paused on Robert and he's like awkwardly looking away at the camera, maybe go like three seconds ahead to where he looks like he's like in motion or like yeah. actually doing something. Cause yeah. it just looks like they were just like, Oh, um, I don't know. Pause him now. Oh yeah, he looks like he's about to pick his nose. That's fine, go for it. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's not great. And I will say, this is about the time where Disney Channel really started to take off. Mm -hmm. Partly because of Disney Channel original movies, but also because, like, this is around the time when, like, even Stevens was born and Lizzie McGuire and That's So Mm -hmm. Raven and, like, you know, but before this, 
I don't know about other people, but at least for me, it wasn't until around the early 2000s that Disney Channel became a part of my cable package. So it was yeah. like it used to be a channel that you had to pay extra for mm -hmm. up until like around this time. So so, yes, they did have money. Disney is always not always, but in our lifetimes has had a decent amount of money. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you'd think they could have paid for more, but. You know, I think that was part of the charm of some of the early Disney Channel original movies is that they were, like, cheesy as fuck. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> and just, like, watching this on Disney Plus, on my TV, on my, you know, big splat screen, and it's grainy as shit. <laughs> like, it felt like I was watching it on VHS. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so anyway, at the beginning of the movie, he sort of, he doesn't really pause, but, like, there's just, like, a sort of like scene where he and his friends are like hanging out or whatever and he explains like who his friends are or whatever and mm -hmm. Elisa who is Kaylee Coco like dresses very um he says something about like she's the queen of poodle skirts or something like that and she never okay. once wears a poodle skirt um, in the movie she, she does during a bowling montage I think okay maybe it's not it doesn't have like a poodle on it but it definitely is like that kind of skirt oh yeah looking. she wore skirts that were like uh, kind of like that or like mm -hmm. of that era but right. she never wears a straight up poodle skirt with the poodle on it mm -hmm. and so i was like okay that was like an oversight but anyway yeah a bit strange but you know yeah and their it. friend delia who never bowls <laughs> and anytime they talk about her bowling she's like i don't no, thank you. But she hangs out with them mm -hmm. and at the bowling alley all the time. And her catchphrase is, wouldn't you like to know? Yes. Like <laughs> She says that all the time. Like, she threatens to beat somebody up, and they're like, you can't do that. And she's like, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> like, it just... Yeah, it's... there's there's a, there's a quick scene towards the beginning where you establish that the bowling team and the popular kids, uh -huh. who, you know, Todd, uh, who played by Robert Richard, is is a part of. Uh -huh. There's a scene where it's like, all right, you like Delia's like you and me, let's play horse, and and well, that's I, what it is. Yeah. I I do this and I do that off the backboard, and I've calculated this or that, and like intimidates the fuck out of this like popular kid, uh -huh. and they're like, have you ever shot like after? Of course, the, the popular kids like bail Walk because away, yeah. because the one thing that I like that that they they kind of do with this trope is that like Todd isn't just like this unlikable douche kid who like mm -hmm. needs to be like given the power to bowl and and learns the true like accolades of friendship he's just a popular kid that like has a lot of pressure on him mm -hmm. but he's not an asshole so like yeah his friends are kind of douchey oh yeah his friends are assholes for sure yeah because he we'll, has two we'll... lackeys of course mm -hmm. <laughs> his friends are his friends are a hundred percent like the popular kid assholes like if they had if they didn't have sports they would be nobodies but because right. they're good at the sports they are like Right. You know, like gods to the, like the the student mm -hmm. body, and he, but like he just like is come on flip or whatever the kid's name is yeah, like flip and Leo. Yeah, we we, okay. we got other places to be rather than being like you guys are stupid and dumb. You know, like he doesn't do right. any of that shit. No, not really anyway. So yeah. I like that. That was like Disney Channel number one star off the bat. Yes, you didn't make the 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 other primary character an unlikable piece of shit. Good yeah. job. They, I feel like he's quote-unquote unlikable to the yeah he's unlikable to the other bowling kids because, but like because because he's popular and they're mm -hmm. invisible right and also because the town like worships him and calls right. him the golden boy because he's so good at all the sports and he's also the mayor's son that too there's also that yeah played by tim, tim reed, reed who, who is the dad from sister sister yes and uh, his wife in the film is Daphne Maxwell Reed, who he's actually married to. And I didn't put that shit together. Oh, yeah. I didn't <laughs> realize that. I was trying mm -hmm. to figure that out, but yep. not very that, hard. That's, that is why she is Daphne Maxwell Reed and not just Daphne Maxwell. Is... They, they have been married uh, for quite a while. And she's obviously Aunt Viv. Well, the second Aunt Viv from Freshman. Gotcha. Among yeah, others. She she's done has almost that. no role in this movie. <laughs> like, they show her a few times. Yeah. But, like. I can't think of one line that she had. <laughs> she like so. encourages she encourages Todd like after the basketball. Oh, game. okay. And yeah. then like she does she's in the 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 grand bowling montage at the end. Having right. a great time. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, the, the thing about this whole situation is that these two towns have this mighty apple trophy that every year they compete for, and it's generally the high school's sports teams. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, everybody's hyped up about the big game, which is a basketball game. And if if the East wins, then they get the trophy. If the West wins, it's a tie. Which I will say this is that, and this is confusing to me, is they made a big deal about it being like, if the East wins, they'll get the trophy forever. But they don't explain why that is until like about almost halfway through the film. Yeah. So they put a lot of like onus on this being like a must win game. Like we have to tie. We have to tie the East Appleton people. We need the trophy. Otherwise, we'll yeah. never see the trophy again. And it's like, I was, I got, I, yeah. yeah, I felt being left like, a, you're being a bit exaggeratory. And then yeah. later on in the film, they explain, oh no, like we're done doing this. Like this is, right. this tradition the, is over. The two schools are merging into one school after this year. Right. But they don't explain that yeah, again until like well like into the film. In. And you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So they're retiring this whole competition. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, we're going to determine which school gets the apple forever. And it's like, okay, but if the schools are essentially merging, then it doesn't really fucking matter, right. does it? Like, Right. Let's put the trophy in the school and we're, everybody has it. But I think it's more about the I glory. Guess, I guess it's more of a symbolic thing in that it'll say yeah. like the name of the school, like the school that won it last on the trophy forever. Right. So they can be like, we're one school now, but when we were the Westerners, we had it. Like, yeah. oh, okay. All right. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so there's a lot of pressure on Todd to win the game as the star player. Mm-hmm. And and at the end of the game, there's a point where because he's the star player, they are worried that the other team will all try to be around him mm-hmm. so that they should like try to pass the ball to somebody else mm-hmm. who will be more open to getting yep. a final shot in and he's like no give me the ball mm-hmm. which will come to play again later but they end up winning the game and now they have a tie and what happens <laughs> in a, the event of a tie apparently there are other activities on a list that they can do to yep. to break this again, tie more a more more vague exposition yes <laughs> in, which as a quick a quick aside that i want to point out this is like peak sports movie like mm-hmm. of the of the of the 90s and 2000s because mm-hmm. almost any time you see a shot being taken it is the person taking the shot and then it's a close up on the on either the pins or the ball or the, the like basket, the basketball yeah. net and it goes in and it's like mm-hmm. I under I understand what you're trying to do to save time but like you couldn't have done like at least a couple more where we can just straight up see Mm-hmm. like a, a complete shot that that helps us understand that these kids are actually good at this and it's not just movie <laughs> magic like right eh, this movie's for 10 year olds anyway there's also like three i think there's like three or four shots that they did of just a strike and then they just replay it oh like, yeah for obviously sure. during at the end of the game it's just like strike on strike on strike and it's like if these kids are that fucking good there should be more like scrutiny and like more attention being paid to this town other than like Hey, these two teams are fighting over an apple and they almost bowled a fucking 300. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, anyway, anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. There's, yeah. So, the tiebreaker, there's a list of other activities that we never hear about what's on it. But the only one where both schools have a team or a club is bowling. Mm-hmm. So, that has to be the tiebreaker is yep. a bowling match, I guess between the two schools clubs my and favorite part about that fucking tim reed going we'll sue them <laughs> <laughs> that shit got me so heavy i was like my dude it's a trophy and you're like we'll sue <laughs> it's like, it's they so picked they, they pick bowling because they knew you had a bowl like, they played in the rules what are you mad about <laughs> yeah i know i mean I we know. know why he's mad but anyway go on anyway so yeah so the bowling club for the West Appleton High or Junior High or whatever it is. I think it's supposed to be a high school. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. think, I think it's just that these these actors were 
the more correct age for high school. So yeah. to us, they look like junior high kids because TV teens are 30. <laughs> Usually. Anyway, so yeah, so the West Appleton High's bowling club is these four kids who hang out at Alex's dad's bowling alley all the time. And what you find out is that Todd also signed up for bowling club at the beginning of the school year. And it turns out it was actually his two lackey friends who signed him up for bowling club. So like Mm -hmm. popular kids on TV and movies always have like two lackeys who like follow them around and like cling on to their popularity and whatever, but then are also shitty to them. So it's like, Mm -hmm. what the fuck, man? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Like, like I was saying earlier, it's a situation where it's like, if they didn't have, if they weren't decent at sports, they would be nobodies. Right. And like, I'm not saying that that's true of every, you know, high school like kid, but like, this is the stereotype that they are, they are employing here. And so it's like, you're right. They are shitty to them. And you never once really see them do anything sports related. Mm-mm. So it really just feels like they aren't even actually good at it. They are just like, no, they're good just enough hanging to... on to his coattails. Right. Like they're not really like if they're in the basketball game, I don't even remember fucking seeing no. them. Like, no. And I would and... remember because one of those dudes had the worst like like hair that sticks up <laughs> it's very from 90s, that time like... period. And it mm-hmm. just. Oof, horrendous. Okay. <laughs> it it hurt a little bit. But yeah, yep. so like it's it was just kind of wild in that regard that they were just like, oh, Flip made me do it. No, Leo, Leo made me. This is like, yeah. he's like, I'm on the bowling team. That's like the one time that he's kind of an asshole. It's like he's yeah. just like, bowling? But yeah. like as soon as he starts getting into it, he likes it. So. I literally remember the commercials for this movie and all I like, I didn't know that I remembered until that scene came up and I was like, Oh, that was in the commercial for sure of him just being like, I'm in the bowling club. (laughs) (laughs) But yes. So and the rules state that whoever signed up for bowling club at the beginning of the school year Mm -hmm. has to be in this competition. Right. Which uh, something else that I want to point out about this is that Todd's dad is so obsessed with the idea of Todd winning is that he's just like, no big deal. Todd will just go four times. As opposed to, like, having the rest of the team be involved. I was like, my dude, you gotta know that that's not how this shit works. Like, Right. Well, but also, like, because Todd is so good at all of the other, like, sports, basketball, baseball, track, like, all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. He just assumes that he's going to be amazing at at bowling, too. So when he finds out he's on the team, he's like, oh, no problem. We're going to win for sure. And it's like, um, has this kid ever bowled in his fucking life? No. Which I will say this as well. They do do a good job of like coming back around to that and making it like a family lesson. Uh-huh. But at, at this point in the movie, I was just like, come on, man. Like, right. I know. Give it a rest. Yeah. So, so he joins the bowling club. The bowling club is not excited about this because A, mm. they don't really care about the competition and right. B, at least not between the cities. Right. They care about bowling being fun. Right. They do care that they are good mm-hmm. but yeah it's not really about the competition for them and right. so when he comes in now he's, they're like all of a sudden put in the spotlight and mm-hmm. while it's nice in a way because they're so used to being invisible that people see them they're mm-hmm. also are like we don't want this much attention either because yeah. like we don't we don't want to be a part of this whole back and forth fighting mm-hmm. stuff their, or whatever. their whole thing feels like we we got into bowling because we're good at it and we're fun, so we don't want to be popular for this thing that we were ostracized for. Yes, kind of. exactly. Yeah. So, but Todd does practice. Mm-hmm. He does eventually like get good, get better, and get pretty good. And he also like eventually lets them help him. Because mm-hmm. um, at first he's kind of like, oh, I'm. Gonna, he also kind of is like, oh, I'm going to be awesome at this or whatever. And then realizes pretty quickly he's not going to be awesome at it, but kind of stays to himself. And they eventually mm-hmm. are kind of like, okay, fine, we'll teach you how to bowl. And he's like, okay, fine, I'll learn how to bowl from you. And as the movie goes on, Todd and Alex kind of become friends, kind of. But Alex sort of, quote unquote, loses himself in it in a mm-hmm. stereotypical way of like he's making, he's 
making a bigger deal out of the competition. Bowling is not as fun anymore. He's mm-hmm. making it less fun for the, the others because he's so obsessed with the competition and with like Todd and like Todd convinces him to go check out the other bowling team who of course are like robots because that's also the stereotype that they're yeah. like just machines who are amazing and perfect all the time. Mm-hmm. And the others are like, we don't care. Like we don't care to check out the competition because it's not about that for us or whatever. And so Alex kind of gets into that and starts being kind of like more in a very Disney channel way, just more, I don't know, not mean to his friends, but just Mm -hmm. kind of like, just like we need to be better and we need to be good. And, you know, again, caring about the competition and yeah. And then of course there's, you know, a wonderful bowling montage. (laughs) Yep. One of like, I want to say like three or four. Oh yes, for sure. And this movie is full of like swing music. So it's a very, like the bowling club has a very like, 50s swing music like like elisa with her poodle skirts and dresses mm-hmm. and whatever it, it almost feels like uh costco brand cherry pop and daddies at one point yeah and i think it's actually when you look at the soundtrack a lot of it is the same orchestra so i think it yeah. was maybe like written for a lot of it was written for the movie mm-hmm. so the brian sets their orchestra no it's the Billy that... Elliot's the Bill Elliot Swing Orchestra. Okay, is ha- like half. Because I said I said Cherry Pop and Daddies, but like really like listening back to it, I remember a riff that felt very much like the Brian Setzer Orchestra's Jump Jive and Whale. Yes, yeah. No, it does oh. feel more fifties than like nineties, mm-hmm. like swing. Yeah, that kind of came back or whatever. it's good. It's good swing. Yeah, it's good, but they're super into it, especially Ken. And so, yeah, they have these montages of them, of them bowling with swing music, and and also part of the the story is that nobody goes to the bowling alley, and so like they mm-hmm. may have to sell it. Mm-hmm. And Todd is like, "You should make this place like a party, like every week, do a night where it's like." fun music not the swing music because to him he's like what the fuck is this shit (laughs) i think at one point he's like haven't you heard of like backstreet boys and like (laughs) i can't remember what backstreet boys are canon in the alicat strike universe apparently yes and a couple he names a couple other real bands but they don't dare play that music no of course not so yeah, although there is a song in the soundtrack called Pedal to the Steel. I don't I don't know what that sounds like. And it says lyrics by Chris Brown, but I don't think it's like Chris, that Brown. Chris Brown. No, yeah, I don't it's think a, so. It's a different one because it's spelled differently. Schaefer Smith, Wade Robson, who is is somebody, you can look him up. Kenny Blank, and Kel Mitchell. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All what? right. I don't know and the the it says it's by youngstown which i feel like sounds familiar mm-hmm. i'm sorry that was definitely but a band i also like that the next song in the soundtrack is called just allow lyrics by norwood fisher well i don't know who that is but music fishbone and the familyhood next experience <laughs> what <laughs> youngstown was a boy band that was formed in 1998 so that's the only that's the only real like dabbling we're gonna do into popular music (laughs) which okay so here we go here here's here's some here's some fucking connections for you oh god youngstown Mm -hmm. had an album oh god called pokemon's world collector's edition that was released (laughs) with pokemon the movie 2000 okay pedal to the steel is mentioned on here and it says it's featuring kel mitchell which According to Wikipedia, that Kel Mitchell. Yeah. And then they had song a hit single in 2001 called Sugar. Okay. Which I think if I if I go ahead and, and give it a little search, I think I can hear in my brain. So I don't think we'll do that in the show notes, but. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and essentially, like, as he's explaining, like, this, every week you should have, like, a night where it's, like, a party with fun music and, like, 
decorations and strobe lights and shit. I was like, so it's cosmic bowling. Mm-hmm. You want them to yeah. do cosmic bowling, which is a thing. Right. Like, mm-hmm. don't act like you invented this. <laughs> um, and Alex is like, but it'll change everything. I don't want it to change things. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's one night and you want to keep this bowling alley like in the family and open, right? So like, shut the fuck up is basically how I felt mm-hmm. about it. But yeah, anyway, over time, so, like I said. Sorry, I have to interrupt again. I'm so sorry. So their 1999 single, I'll Be Your Everything, this is Youngstown, uh-huh. was off the Inspector Gadget soundtrack <laughs> with Matthew Broderick. <laughs> so really, they were just around to be like, hey, Disney and like other like child properties want a boy band. So Youngstown was like, we got you. Yep. Yep. I love sorry, it. Sorry, go on. Oh my gosh. So yeah, as the movie goes on, like, Alex starts becoming like better friends with Todd and going to parties and like quote unquote being popular and his friends are like we're losing you and but then eventually he overhears some of the popular kids say something about like I'm really tired of that Alex kid hanging around all the time and they're Mm -hmm. like oh it's fine like after the bowling tournament like he'll be gone. Todd isn't a part of this conversation. I no. feel like in other teen movies, he would have been be. saying yeah. that. Uh-huh. But Disney Channel was like, no. So it's just Todd's like friends and this girl that like is always hanging around Todd, who's like, are you going to come to my party? Oh, I'm definitely coming to bowling night. Like she does. What was her name? Even... Lauren? I think so. Yes. Played by Laura Vandervoort. Yes. Vandervoort. Thank you. Who played. Supergirl on in Smallville. Smallville, correct. That's the only thing I know her from, but I know she's in other things. Mm-hmm. But the whole time I was like, who is that? Who is that? I know who that is. And yes, that that is who it is with her late 90s, early 2000s pencil thin eyebrows with a high arch. Laura, <laughs> Laura did such a great job doing the like I'm a cheerleader character and uh-huh. thus all I'm going to be doing is asking if you're coming to my party. Pretty much, because yeah. That is like she had like maybe like 7 8 lines in it and uh-huh. I want to say four of those lines were so I'll see you I'll see you at the party, right? Like yeah. and it's like yep. Laura like like sweetie, they just said they were coming. Like you don't right. need to reaffirm it. <laughs> don't be so thirsty, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the script's fault, not Laura's fault. But correct. Like I said, correct. she played it perfectly for what she was given, but it was just like yes. man, give her some other lines, fam. Like <laughs> Right, for sure. So so yeah, so he overhears that and then he's like, Well, fuck that and like I don't want to be annoying and like, but also his, his friends are like, we've lost you. And so he's kind of like on the outs with both groups, essentially. Yeah. And he's like, screw this. I'm not bowling or whatever. He kind of put himself on the outs with the bowling club though. Like, yes, they still he did. like, yes, he's, he did that for because sure. they did the bit where like, he was supposed to like hang out with them after doing something really cool with Todd. Like he got a radio interview Uh-huh. and they discover that he didn't, like he didn't show and where he was but they don't really confront him about it like they don't there's not like a whole like you abandoned us you were supposed to be there for us kind of thing it was just kind of like a a thing to be like oh they realized like what happened yeah and so you have to kind of assume that they resolve that off screen at some point yeah so and and eventually todd shows up at alex's house and is like dude what's up like what happened like and basically tells him like bowl or don't bowl that's up to you but Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna bowl like make sure it's fun like do it because it's fun and so like over the course of the movie you feel like todd has sort of learned like maybe winning isn't everything because at one point he says something about like i have to win because of my dad like essentially Mm -hmm. and over time he kind of is like yeah, well, maybe we should do some of this stuff just because it's fun, not because it's, like, to win or a competition or whatever. And so he, like, says to Alex, like, you bowl because it's fun and mm-hmm. not because you're amazing at it or because you want to win something, but because it's fun. So, like, do it for fun. Mm-hmm. And then he gives them kick-ass bowling shirts that say Alley Cats on the back. 
because the uniforms they were given by the town or the school or whatever, fucking t-shirts printed at Joe Blow's, like, shop on the street or some shit. I don't know. They're really cheesy and lame. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's real. It's real we- weird because, and, and this is why I think it's real weird. So during the whole situation that's happening here, they, the, the two mayors of East and West Appleton continue to escalate their their like wager because they keep they keep yeah. talking about this wager over who's gonna win like first it's like if i win you're gonna send me 40 gallons of apple cider and if you win i'll get you i'll get you 40 apple pies or whatever and right. then it's like this this uh, school will have to throw a parade in this school's honor if the, you know whoever yeah. wins and then it's like whoever wins gets to name the fucking like <laughs> The new, new school. school that's being built, which like right. they don't reference at all. No. Like it just like is like a thing that's like, oh, by the way, we know that it's like 50 minutes into this story. There's going to be a new school built because we're right. merging. Like I what? think at one point you see it very briefly, like a construction site. But yeah, just, like, it's like blink and you miss it. And then at mm. one point at the end at the bowling match, they do like again, pan, blink, you miss it. Mm-hmm. there's like a model of the new school just right like hanging out there it's so but bizarre think, but you'd think that if tim reed's character is so passionate about this and he's willing to sue another school for choosing bowling i know that he wouldn't have just got some basic ass t-shirt <laughs> i know <laughs> to say like west appleton wildcats on them like yeah. come on dude right and like they're not even like bowling shirts they're just basic t-shirts yeah so yeah todd has these made and like earlier a little bit earlier he and alex go around to local businesses to ask for stuff for the like cosmic bowling night they never call it Mm -hmm. that but you know whatever and a bunch of shops just give him shit for free because he's the fucking golden boy Mm -hmm. and so i'm like at first i'm like where the fuck did you get these bowling shirts when i was like you know what like embroidery shop across the street that makes all the jerseys and shit like they probably just were like sure why not mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah they're like button button down your classic button down bowling shirt whereas the other team has like more classic like bowling polos which professional professional bowlers tend to wear mm-hmm. and yeah but they're super cool and everybody's really excited about it or the team's really excited about it and they're not sure if Alex is going to show up to the match. And of course, he shows up at the very last second and he's like, let's do this. And like, whatever the fuck. And they bowl and there's a whole montage of them bowling mm-hmm. and getting strikes and spares and being amazing. And then at the very end, there's one shot left and it's Todd's shot and he needs to get a spare to win the game. Mm hmm. And he bowls, and it's a seven ten split, which if yeah, you don't which know, they is yeah the two farthest back pins still standing, and is very very difficult to knock down those two pins. Correct, and and two and they actually set this up pretty well because Todd during bowling practice runs into this, and they, they basically are like, oh yeah, we're gonna set up the seven ten split because this is this is difficult. Mm-hmm. And you'd think you'd think that they would like because they they focused on it for Todd that like the other players would like focus on it as well. Mm-hmm. But there's no really implication to show that that's what happened. Anyway, mm-hmm. he keeps trying to do it and he can't do it. Right. So so of course it happens when he's meant to be last. Oh, as a side note, they throw out the rules which are like essentially like four players to a team with a sub on the bench. But like in baseball, if you sub the player in and they're in. They they basically take that that player's spot for the rest of the, the the game or whatever, right? Which of course you know because they lay it out that way means that they has something has to happen like that, right? Of oh, course. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so Todd has the seven ten split and he's like fuck, I and mean, they you know take a timeout essentially and and huddle as a team, and he's like oh my god what are we gonna do and whatever and Delia's like I can make the shot. And this is, like, where we go back to that earlier part where, like, a teammate wanted him to to pass him the ball in basketball because he'd be more open. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, I'm going to do it. And this is him going, 
you can make the shot and she's like yeah i can make the shot yeah and, and his dad like, is like get back in there right so he's like okay i'm subbing in and his yeah his dad's like you get back in there and blah, blah blah and whatever and he's like no man nope she's gonna do it and the whole movie she like uses like equations and shit like she knows a lot about trigonometry it seems like to understand like like when she's explaining about shooting a basket she's like well i'm gonna do this and the cosine of that and i don't Mm -hmm. know the trajectory etc trajectory and all of that stuff and so she's like oh no i know how to do this or whatever and then then he's like have you made this shot before and she's like wouldn't you like to know (laughs) because obviously so she steps up she puts the ball on the ground she puts her finger in one of the holes and she spins it around a few times and then she kind of pushes it down the lane <laughs> and so it just spins and rolls very slowly down the lane kind of going back and forth weaving around and the whole two towns are there obviously and they're just like what the fuck and mm-hmm. i love it because there's yeah this radio announcer guy named sweet lou yeah <laughs> who is like he is hype about anything sports related, anything that he can commentate, basically. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if you're not here, where are you? And if you leave now, you'll make it before the ball hits the pins or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it goes so slow and it eventually gets to the end and it hits one of the pins, the seven, I think. And yeah. because of the spin of the ball, apparently, it causes the pin to spin. And it spins real slowly and hits the 10 and knocks it down. And they win the game. They win the game. Even though they definitely show nothing but West hitting strikes. I think it may have gone past me a little quick. And then like, there's a couple of times where like, maybe they just were like, oh, we'll just like hand wave this away. But like Todd doesn't get a strike every time. I think there's a couple where he just like doesn't. And I'm like, okay, so I don't understand how they won. Mm-hmm. based off of the visual that i saw but whatever right. they don't show like a score they just right. talk no. about it so it's kind of hard but it. and you only see like a few shots from each team mm-hmm. so you know whatever disney magic yeah there's plot holes in this it it yep. happens and yeah they win the game and dad the mayor of course just like learns his lesson really quick that like it's about the team and not the individual mm-hmm. and like winning is great, but it's also not just about winning, even though they just won. <laughs> like yeah. he of course like learns all those lessons real he quick. He has to learn because they won mm-hmm. and his son wasn't a part of the outcome, you know, like, right. well, he was a part of it, but he didn't make well, the winning shot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. That was a team effort and all that and whatever. And so they make up and, you know, there's a side plot about there's a side plot about Alex's dad and the mayor, Todd's dad, mm-hmm. like having been like throughout the movie, they say things to each other that are like, like what there's clearly a history here and they clearly don't like each other. But what is mm-hmm. it about? And you find out later that they were best friends in high school and that mm-hmm. they messed up a baseball play and lost the mighty apple for the town or whatever well they they they, they, they imply that that's what happened yeah they yeah. they imply that what happened yeah. yeah and they they apparently blame each other and so they sort of like they're sort of like a makeup makeup but not really i don't know i also really enjoyed how like throughout the movie alex's dad is like oh your mom is with grandpa in the hospital and they're he's gonna get out of the hospital just in time for the match and then so like at the very end, his mom and grandpa show up and I'm like, what the fuck was the point of that? Mm-hmm. Like, just to say, like, is it like it's Disney? So we don't want to show that he's a single dad. Like, I don't <laughs> like what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that's important. Not really. Oh, the mayor of East Appleton is named Mayor Hamburger, mm-hmm. which I I couldn't handle every time they said it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Everything's wrapped up in a bow. Everything's fine. Everybody learns to love bowling. And mm-hmm. the bowling alley, I'm sure, becomes like the happening spot. Yada, yada, yada. The end. 
anything else you want to say about the movie? I mean, it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it's cute. It's not, like I said, it's very Disney. It's very, it's got plot holes, but it's, yeah, it's happy and simple and nice. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, that was, I mean, I liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad. Oh, I forgot that they also did like a pause. Whose face did they pause on at the end? Like right before the ball hit the pins. Oh, I don't Alex remember. had like one last interjection and I was like, right. it's been like a it... half an hour since the last time there was an interjection. So it just felt weird. They didn't do it enough. Uh-huh. I feel like for it to be a thing. So it felt jarring every time they did it. I thought it just paused on the ball and the pins. It might have. There was a pause where I thought it paused on someone's face and I was like, okay, I don't remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. Low budget. Low budget for sure, but you know what? It was enjoyable, and I remember watching this movie a lot in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. which is funny, because like I remember it fondly, but when I stopped to think about it, I was like, I don't remember anything about this movie other than it's about bowling, mm-hmm. and when it started, I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of swing music in it. Okay, I remember that, but the only thing I remembered like specifically was the end with the ball spinning delia spinning the ball and it like going down and hitting those pins like that's the only part of the movie that i like i actually remembered and i was like okay cool 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 (laughs) good memory Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah i was like oh i've seen this movie before but it was pretty much a new experience (laughs) yeah the only other thing i wanted to point out is that on its wikipedia page it says, in 2014, the movie's English Wikipedia article gained attention for having the longest film plot summary on the English language version of the site. I'm sorry, think, what? Yep. I, it's not true anymore, I don't think. Because, like, if you look at the plot summary, like, it is long, but it's mm-hmm. not crazy long. But there's, like, a Disney Channel original movie wiki, of course, or a Disney yeah. wiki or something. I don't know. I found a site. Uh, a specific wiki um, with a page about this movie. And the plot summary on that is like so long. I like scrolled and scrolled and scrolled. And so I'm like, I wonder if somebody copied that and put this on the wiki so that it was like, it was like saved somewhere. Yeah. If you're new, if you're new to our podcast, you know, this is, this is probably news to you, but I used to do like movie summaries at the end. Mm hmm. That were just like ridiculous, and I would like just kind of cut as much as I as I could out of it. Mm-hmm. And there were some long ass summaries on there. So to tell right. me that Alley Cat's Strike at <laughs> one point had the longest one, bruh. Right? Yeah. I will. I will maybe link the the wiki one, not the Wikipedia one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a Disney wiki fandom. I will maybe link that because it's plot summary is so long it's like oh my god yeah it is it is ridiculously long it's gotta be like blow for blow or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so anyway so enjoy that i love how yeah it it was known for that in 2014 like of all the movies what the hell somebody was bored Mm -hmm. but yeah so Anyway, that was a good time. Thanks for bringing the fun. Oh, my question. My question really is, is what like I know uh, what made this this film be the one that you chose? I'm curious on that. one. Was it just like a good childhood memory situation? Yeah. Yeah. That like I really loved a Disney channel at the time throughout junior high and high school. And to so much so that like in high school, I was known as like that girl who likes Lizzie McGuire. But I really liked the Disney Channel original movies, and this one and a couple others were ones that I watched multiple times. And so I just thought, like, let's let's rewatch this movie and see what we can see about it. Yeah, that's it. Great. That's why I chose it. Well, thanks. This was this was a good time. I really liked it. Good. Honestly, it was one of those things where I was like, ah, uh, you know, it's like because we've talked about this on the podcast before, but like. I'm always a little bit reticent of like new films mm-hmm. and new media. Cause I'm always like, I don't want to, I, I just feel like I'm going to, you know, 
some so especially when it comes to something that I've never heard of. I'm always like, oh, I might not like this, and then I'll feel bad, you know. But like, I actually did have a good time watching it. So good, yeah, yeah. So you can you can basically let us know what you thought about the film at aswayd pod on the Twitter and the Instagram. You can add at gmail.com there if you want to send us an email, and you can also not make up a theme song for it because this is Amelia. What the fuck you did? This is the part of the episode where I find something wild and crazy, kids, on the internet, and I show it to Amelia without any context, so enjoy. <laughs> I've seen this. Yeah, I, I did. I, I kind of figured, but I was like, but, you know what, let me, let me yes. in case you hadn't, let me fire yes. it off and, so that it doesn't happen. Yes, but... Okay, so it's a picture of a small charcuterie board with a a mini skeleton in the middle with meat draped over the bones. <laughs> so like prosciutto and stuff like draped over the bones and some bigger meat chunks like in its lap. <laughs> and at the top it says, baby, are you okay? You've barely touched your char spookery. <laughs> yeah, Steph and our friend Amber we text each other about charcuterie a lot in a weird uh-huh. way. And Amber sent this to me and was like, can we do this at your Halloween party? <laughs> so yeah, that might happen. We'll see. But yeah, I fucking love this so much. And like I said, might do it for my Halloween party, my annual <laughs> Halloween party. So I, we will post pictures on our Instagram if, I do so love it love it love it yeah fair enough i i just couldn't i couldn't resist with it being spooky season i was like you probably have seen it before but i'm just gonna go with it no i love it i yeah i feel like the first time i was like what who thought of this this is amazing Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah so anyway that's it if you want to reach out to us, uh, you can find me at Shake Meets World on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, etc. Mm-hmm. If you want to find Sherrick, he's at A Black Sparrow on all those things and SherrickRobinson.com. Yeah, it's great. So, and he's starting a show soon. So check that out. Yeah. But yeah, that's, I think, all we have for you this this week so with that i've been amelia i've been sherrick and uh next week tune in to we talk to when we talk to you about a uh, new barbie that's whole thing is setting boundaries bye <laughs> bye